You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 259. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome back to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I'm all about helping high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. And powerful communication skills are certainly needed more than ever now that we can't actually see each other face to face. You can learn more about the work that I do at thecmethod.com. So today we're talking about virtual meetings. Now, let me take a wild guess that you are participating in or running a lot of virtual meetings at the moment, right? We're all working from home. So virtual meetings are a regular part of our day, week, month. Sometimes I feel like my entire week is one long Zoom meeting. Have you been getting Zoom fatigue, perhaps? Maybe sore eyes, sore butt, sore neck. And it doesn't really help that oftentimes meetings can run over time, they can be unproductive, they can just generally be a drag. And I found a great quote from American author and columnist Dave Barry who said, if you had to identify in one word the reason why the human race has not achieved and never will achieve its full potential, that word would be meetings. Now, if you're experiencing this, you know, you may have experienced this even when you were doing face-to-face meetings. Um, But today I want to challenge you to see meetings differently. So instead of just accepting them as another ho-hum part of your new normal work life, my goal for this episode is for you to walk away feeling inspired to take on your meetings with a new enthusiasm and a new energy And I'm going to share with you some practical tips that you can implement right now, or at least in your next virtual meeting, to help you feel more confident, more prepared, and to get the most out of it. Sound good? All right, let's do it. Now, firstly, I like to, I'm going to start with a mindset shift because you know me, I love, well, I believe that everything starts in the mind. So instead of thinking, oh, I've got to do more of these Zoom meetings, uh, I want you to think about meetings as a brilliant opportunity. So firstly, virtual meetings are such an amazing opportunity for you to practice your communication skills, especially when it comes to facilitating. So if you're leading, learning how to facilitate a conversation in a challenging environment, you'll learn or you'll get to practice speaking clearly and projecting properly. You will also, uh, well, meetings are another great opportunity for you to step up as a leader. Maybe you haven't run meetings in the past before, but now you can actually say, hey, I want to lead this. You know, I'm going to run this one. And also, if you get very nervous in face-to-face interactions, um, then virtual meetings could be an opportunity for you to speak up and do something outside of your comfort zone that you wouldn't normally do. Maybe you're not finding them as intimidating because you do have the screen, you're sitting at home, you've got your pajama pants on. Not that any of us have done that in a meeting, right? (laughs) You're feeling more comfortable. So maybe you can actually do something that's more out of your comfort zone. So what I'm going to share with you, I'm going to share with you some tips and some skills that you can develop to help you be more effective in your online meetings. And look, these skills don't just apply to online meetings. 
These will translate into your, well, across into your in-person meetings when we finally get to go back to our old normal and meet face-to-face, which I'm really excited about. (laughs) Okay, so when I say meetings, there's all different types of meetings, right? I mean, I've been having one-on-one meetings, um, you know, coaching, coaching sessions. I've been having prospect meetings. I've been doing podcast interviews. I've had Toastmasters meetings with, you know, up to 20 people, networking meetings with over 20 people. I even hosted a podcasting workshop for General Assembly where we had about 50 people in the meeting. And so I've had a lot of experience with running meetings and I've learned that there are very specific skills that you need because it is quite different to a face-to-face meeting. Now, why is it different? Some of these things you may have observed already. First and most obvious is that there's a screen separating you from the other people. So already we're removing a level of communication. You know, 50, I think it's 55% of our communication is nonverbal. Only 7% of our communication is through the words that we use. And then the remaining 35% my math might be wrong. The remaining 30 something percent is tone. So when you have a screen in front of you, people can only see, you know, your shoulders and your face and that's it. Oftentimes you can't even see people's hands. You, you really can't see their, most of their torso or their legs. So you're missing out on a lot of information there, which makes it more challenging to read other people and to communicate. The second thing is that you're dealing with bad internet, you're dealing with bad audio and bad video. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but I I was once in a meeting where one of the ladies was like, I'm not going to turn on my video because the lighting's really bad. And I was like, come on, it can't be that bad. Let's just turn it on because we want to see your face. And she turned it on and she was sitting with her back to a really bright window. And so that completely cast a dark shadow over her face. So she was completely in blackness and she looked like one of those, like a serial killer who's being interviewed on 60 minutes, you know, where they black out their face and they, they morph their voice, you know, so you can't tell who they are. It was, yeah, it was like pretty creepy. And I was like, yeah, maybe turn your video off. So you're dealing with that as well, whether you're dealing with the bad um, video or if the people in your meeting, if you can't see them properly because of their bad video. Also, in a virtual meeting, you really can't have multiple people talking at once. And I know that in person, ideally, you wouldn't have multiple people talking at once either, but it's much easier to, you know, interrupt someone or jump in on a conversation or split people into pairs, that sort of thing. It's much easier to do that in person. And with Zoom or with virtual meetings, it's it's really difficult. You may have noticed that when one person starts, if one person sort of cuts in, the the person who was originally speaking, their volume actually, uh, their audio actually completely cuts out. So it can be really difficult to have this smooth, these smooth interactions. And finally, you're dealing with distractions. It's much easier to get distracted when you're sitting at home on your computer, when you've got a bunch of other screens open and your other attendees can't see that. Not to mention I've seen, I've been in meetings where I've seen dogs come in and kids come in, you know, they open the door and they climb onto mum's lap. And, you know, so, I mean, look, it's all part of it, but the reality is you're dealing with a lot of distractions when people are, when it's online. So there's a few things we're dealing with, which means we need to be prepared for these and also take them in our stride and just realize that, you know, these things are going to happen 
and take appropriate measures to go, okay, well, what can I do to prevent this? So how do you do it? I have five things for you, five big ideas. It's not a thing, it's a big idea. Now, these are not exhaustive. There are so many other things, but I don't want to throw too much at you. So let's start with five. Now, number one is make sure you sound and look good. So it's still a professional environment. Okay, so clothes, hair, all of that, you need to treat yourself like you are in the office. Now, of course, being on video, you only need to look good from in your, on your top half. So, I mean, I wear track pants all day, every day, because they are so comfortable. Plus, I'm pregnant and none of my tight jeans fit me anymore. So why would I wear them? So look, track pants are fine, but up top, it's all business. Nice scarf, do my hair, do my makeup. Zoom actually has a setting called touch up my appearance. So if you can't be bothered putting on makeup, for those of you who normally wear makeup, just get Zoom to digitally smooth out your face. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so moving on to practical tips, right? So in terms of looking and sounding good, invest in a good quality webcam and a microphone. I'm sure you've experienced meetings where someone's talking and they sound really echoey um, or they sound really distant or it's all crackly and the audio is just really hard to listen to. That's not what you want. You want people to be focusing on all the amazing things that you're saying. You want them to hear the great ideas that you're sharing. You don't want them to be straining to hear you through the bad audio. So let's fix that once and for all and make sure that you get a decent microphone. Now, of course, I'm a bit of an audio snob because I am a podcaster. Um, So I, I, I use my podcasting mic for all of my Zoom meetings. But you can get a mic for like $80. It's not even that expensive. And that's Australian dollars, which is about two American dollars. Oh, that's an exaggeration, but you know, the exchange rate's really bad at the moment. Um, but that it's not it's not a lot. Um, a good webcam is a good investment, although I think they're all sold out from everywhere at the moment. But if you can get your hands on one, then go for it. Sit near natural light. So not with your back to the natural light, but if you can, sit near a window. You don't need extra lighting. Um, like a special photography light or anything, if you're sitting near a window. So make sure you've just got some nice natural light on you so that you appear, you know, so that people can see you easily. And then that means they can read your facial expressions more and it's just going to be much nicer looking at you. I did a video about this for, um, I did it on LinkedIn this week. So make sure you check it out. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, I talk about specific equipment that you can use and how to best set up your um, laptop and equipment for Zoom meetings. Okay, number two, my number two, my second big idea is to plan and prepare for your meeting. Now, if you want to feel confident and prepared going into a meeting, especially a high pressure one, maybe it's a job interview, maybe it's a client presentation, you know, something, maybe it's a presentation, a meeting with your, your seniors, maybe it's a performance review. If you want to feel confident going in, you got to make sure that you plan and prepare. Now, this includes um, knowing who's going to be in the meeting. What are your objectives? There's there's a whole checklist, actually, and this is so critical. I created an entire masterclass in our membership program, the C-Method Academy. It is dedicated. It's, I've got this one mini course 
dedicated to helping you plan and prepare for your meetings. And I take you through a template that prompts you for each thing that you need to prepare for. So for those of you who are in the Academy, we released that um, just recently. Make sure you jump onto that. And if you're not part of the Academy and this is something you want to nail, you want to nail your meetings, then come on over and join us and do the masterclass with us. Now, one of the cool things about a virtual meeting is that you can have notes for what you want to say and pop them on the screen, right? And no one will know you're using notes. I was helping a client of mine recently prepare for a meeting she was having with her boss and she wanted to have this it was quite a difficult conversation she wanted to have with her. She wanted to tell her boss that, you know, you're doing something that I don't like. Would you mind not doing it anymore? Here are the alternatives that I'm going to suggest for you, you know, for how we can fix this. And she was very nervous because she doesn't normally like to deal with conflict or difficult situations. So what we did was we helped her to prepare and she wrote down the opening statement, what she wanted to say. And she wrote down some other things such as the questions she needed to ask in order to get her to her goal. And we got her to practice over and over and over again. And she was able to put her notes um, on the screen so that she could refer to them without, you know, looking like she was reading. And the meeting went really, really well. Her hard work paid off and she ended up getting what she wanted, which was a fantastic result. So it just goes to show how critical it is to plan your meeting, especially when it's something that you're, when it's a conversation you're not used to having. Big idea number three is to bring more energy than normal. You might be like, what? Why? I'll tell you why. So the screen when you're talking through a screen, it removes a level of engagement, right? So when you're in person, you can really see the nuances in people's facial expressions. You can, you get that immediate response. So when you make a joke or you say, you know, say something funny, people laugh straight away or you see them smiling and you get that, you get that feedback and you go, yeah, that's awesome. And it encourages you to keep going in it, or it gives you that um, reassurance that you're on the right track. Now, when you have a screen there and you've got a little bit of a lag because of the internet, you might say something and you won't get a reaction from people until a couple seconds later. Now, that's off-putting. That's a little weird. And as humans, you know, we, you know, we love that. We love uh, that human connection with other people. So we're, we can't help ourselves. We're constantly trying to read other people and, and see that reaction. So it's really awkward when you crack a joke and no one laughs or you can't hear anyone laugh because everyone's on mute. (laughs) So you have to kind of be like, all right, let's just move on. I'll just assume that you're all laughing on the inside. So my point is to when you're bringing more energy than normal, because the screen removes that, um, that physical reaction that you're giving to people, if you bring more energy when you speak, it's then going to come across as more engaging. So you might feel like you're being a bit over the top, so being a bit, you know, over overly energetic, but it's going to be toned down when it comes through the screen, okay? It's kind of like on this podcast, you can't see me speaking, so you can't see my facial expressions, you can't see my hand movement, but I'm actually being a bit more over the top than what I would normally be because you can't see that, you know, because you're not getting the same visual. 
So if you're a participant in a meeting, I recommend that you lean in to your, 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 your webcam, smile as that person is talking and nod. So show them, give them that, that visual reassurance that they're, that they're on the right track. You know, don't just lean back in your chair with your arms crossed and, you know, in a, in a big frown because people can see you. All right. Oh, by the way, just side note, make sure everyone does have their video on. I know some people join and there's no video. And I tell you what, there's nothing worse than speaking to a black rectangle because you're like, are you even there? Are you like clipping your toenails? Are you, did you go to the bathroom? Like, I don't even know. You could not even be there. You could be sitting there like laughing at me and I wouldn't know. So get people to turn on their videos. Actually, you know what's really hard as well? Recording a podcast and talking to a blank white wall, which is what I'm doing right now. But you get used to it. I'm pretending that I'm seeing all your smiling faces smiling back at me. Yeah, I can see you. (laughs) I need to use my imagination a lot. Okay, that was big idea number three. So bring more energy than usual. Usual, just give it a go. Um, Number four, assume the tech will go wrong. (laughs) Assume the tech will go wrong. You can be as prepared as you want with the tech and be like, yeah, I know what link to use and I know know how to share my screen and I know how to unmute myself. But really, something will go wrong. Your headphones won't work. Your microphone won't connect into the computer. Someone else won't be able to log in and they'll be messaging you going, you know, how do I log in? Or maybe you accidentally share the wrong link with people or the the password's wrong. So many things. So many things can go wrong. So just assume that it will and prepare for that. I was um, helping facilitate a networking meeting the other week and I'd met with the main facilitator and some of the other uh, leaders from the group. And we like literally went, this is like five days before the meeting, we we practiced and we went through the meeting and we did all the screen sharing, sharing and we practiced that because our main facilitator wasn't, she's not too super tech savvy. So we went through all of that. And then on the day, there was an issue with the Zoom link and the main facilitator couldn't log in for the first 10 minutes. And it was really stressful. And I was like, I can't believe this. We practiced this. We went through it and it still, and it still was a, an issue. So This is also a great opportunity to practice dealing with the unexpected, you know, when the bad stuff hits the fan and you have to think really quickly on your feet and go, okay, how can we solve this? So assume that the tech will go wrong and assign someone. So if you're running the meeting, I highly recommend that you assign someone else um, the role of tech guru to help with any issues so that you don't need to stress when you're you know, in there trying to run the meeting. So when I ran the podcast workshop for General Assembly, they had someone from GA um, in there who would take care of all the tech issues. So me as the facilitator, I didn't have to worry about people not being able to log in. So that really took a lot of um, pressure off. Okay, number five, my final big idea for you is to be extra clear in your communication. And what I mean by this is that, again, because you're sitting behind a screen, you can't just look at someone and say, what do you think? Because when you look, when you look at someone straight, if you look down the barrel of your webcam, you're literally looking at every single person. So when you're facilitating a meeting, 
you need to be extra clear in the way that you speak and not just the words. Because let's face it, if there is a bit of an internet issue or a lag, you're going, you're going to need to speak extra clearly so that everyone can hear you. So you might need to slow down a little bit and that's okay. But in terms of, you know, facilitation, you can use, well, I recommend that you use people's names when referring to them. So you might say, okay, um, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, John. And so call them by their name. If you want to hear from multiple people, or let's say you're getting people to introduce themselves, you might say, um, okay, so we're going to go around the screen and we're going to introduce ourselves. First, we're going to have um, Michael, then we'll have Sarah, and then we'll have Amanda. Okay, Um, Michael, off you go, right? So you're being really, really clear with who's going to speak and then with who's going to speak next. So using people's names, you know, um, Jessica, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Rather than saying, so what do we think, everyone? Because that works, right? That works in an in-person environment because everyone can look at each other. They can see who's about to speak. You know, you get all these little cues from the body language, but you don't get that with a Zoom call. So people are kind of all there like awkwardly silent and then you get someone finally decides to speak and then they're muted and then you have to go uh, unmute yourself or like someone else speaks and then someone else speaks at the same time and then they go, oh, you go, you go, no, no, oh, no, you go, you go and then it's just a big mess. So you as a facilitator need to step up as a leader of that meeting and say, okay, here's who's going to speak, you know, what do you think, so-and-so, now let's hear from you, so-and-so. It is not being bossy, right? You are being assertive. You are taking the lead, okay? Also, don't be afraid to direct people and say to them, you know, make sure you unmute yourself before you start speaking. Or you, or you could say, um, you know, Sharon, I'm going to unmute you now. What do you think, right? So you can, you can absolutely do that. Or tell people, um, you know, share in the chat, what do you think? And then get people to, to do it that way. Get people to engage in that way. Um, so that's a really, really good skill to practice. And then when, we, when you do go back to in-person in meetings, there is nothing wrong with using people's names as well in that instance and um, engaging people in that way. So these are all really good skills to practice now during your virtual meetings. And then once you get more practiced and fluent at them, they should be able to translate fairly easily when we go back to face-to-face. So those are my five big ideas for you to help you run virtual meetings like a boss. I'm going to quickly recap. Number one, make sure you look and sound good. Get that mic. Number two, plan and prepare. Number three, bring more energy than normal. Number four, assume the tech will go wrong. And number five, be extra clear in your communication. So like I mentioned before, if running effective meetings is something you are committed to doing and you need to do them a lot, then I welcome, I invite you to join us in the C-Method Academy because one of the masterclasses we just launched was to help you best plan and prepare for your meetings every single time. And that's just one masterclass. We have masterclasses on all different topics such as public speaking, how to reduce your nerves and anxiety, how to introduce yourself with impact and how to shift your limiting beliefs that might be holding you back 
So that's just a few of the different courses that we have. Um, and apart from that, we also have uh, monthly live sessions with me plus access to our amazing community. So there's a lot going on in the academy. So if you're looking for further help and support during your during this time and you want to further develop your communication, your confidence and your leadership skills, then come on over and join us. The cmethod.com slash join is your link. I'll also put it in the description of this podcast in your app. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. If you have a colleague or a friend or family member who you think would also find this podcast valuable, then do share it with them. That's how most people find out about my podcast from someone else going, hey, you got to listen to this great podcast with Christina Cantor's. It's so good. That's exactly what they say. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me and for sharing. I really appreciate um, you being part of the community. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>